What's good, y'all? We're back here again in the All Facts No Cap podcast. Here, I'm your host Horace Picard, and as you can see, we're doing. Uh, I'm doing a little bit, a thing, a little bit different here. As if you're watching it, this on YouTube, you can probably see both of our faces, Stephen and I's faces. And yo, Stephen, you you're not a stranger to this pod. You've been on here twice. And like, is there anything you have to say? I mean, it's great. It's thank you so much for having me on here again. It's it's a privilege. Good podcast, yeah, you know. This is, man, it sucks. NBA season is now over, man. It's, yeah, it is. Well, off season yeah. is most of the time better than the right, the actual season. So, well, mm-hmm. who knows what will happen? But to start off the bat, like just what a game by Giannis, man. Like we're just witnessing yeah. greatness right here. We're just witnessing greatness right here. Like we have to appreciate it too. Man, he's an all-time fifty-point performance. Didn't he tie like in a, in like a series clinching, like a title clinching game? I think he he like tied for the with no he's Magic the only yeah no he's the only player in NBA history to drop fifty in a in a elimination game I think that's what it was really I think he was the only player I thought it was a tie between him and like Magic or something in a uh, and wait what year Magic oh, I forgot I saw the in the graphic on um like in the middle of the game they put up oh yeah yeah those yeah 40, 40, 40 and ten right forty and ten. Maybe I, I don't know what you're talking. Maybe maybe we'll like we'll have to search that up a little bit, but I mean it, it's a historical for also uh, yeah, also shout out to Chris Middleton because he he had the I saw this graph where it was like he had the same amount of game tying and uh game winning possessions, uh game winning uh buckets uh, as as it's the same the same as LeBron in 2007. Man. So it shows he's been balling too. But yeah, also yeah, let's like recap about game six. Like just so game six was not really more of like the Suns apart from Chris Paul that game were just not that good. It just showed that. That's just what also, I thought. Yeah. That's just also, what I thought of that game. Even yeah. even like even like the Bucks apart from Giannis weren't that good. But like they need when Giannis needed them, they showed up at their moments. I mean see that's the thing with the uh, the like can I talk about the entire series a little bit? Because the yeah, like, this yeah, series kind of reminds me yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, so this series kind of remind me of the Toronto Milwaukee series back in 2019, because it was like this at the beginning. Obviously, it was 2-0, and then they came out from a four like they came back four games in a row. But and also from sweet, the more yeah. tactical standpoint, from a more tactical standpoint, uh, at the beginning Milwaukee could not stop. Like if you if you look at the replays from uh, game one to game two, they were running a lot of top to key pull ups for Chris Paul and Devin Booker, and Milwaukee just couldn't stop it. And you know, they made they made the proper adjustments by putting PG Tucker on top of that key, and you know it worked out really really well. And mm-hmm. you know, being that's, able to adjust that's what kind of won in the that was exactly what I was thinking. That's what I said. Like in order for the Bucks to win the series, they have to put they have to like put Brook Lopez on the bench, so they can't really have a drop big in that scenario, right? They have to have the most versatile defenders, and it was good that even sometimes they'll put PJ Tucker, sometimes they'll Bobby Portis, and they have to defend on the high pick and roll because they these guys are good mid range shooters. You're not gonna want to let them have their looks. But yeah, honestly, honestly. Yeah, Bobby Portis. It also, uh, yeah, one, the one thing I'm not really seeing as much is that we got to give credit to the Bucks front office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they convinced Giannis to stay. They got Drew Holiday from that trade. They got PJ Tucker from the trade deadline, and they got Bobby Portis in this free agency. It just mm-hmm. shows that though they were able to get their key players at any given moment. And it's also, also yeah, to recap the finals. Like yeah, I I I. You you could say it is similar to the um, 
the to the Toronto Raptors and uh, the Milwaukee Bucks in 2019. However, the Bucks were a different team from that time. Yeah, that was- at that time they really just relied on Giannis only. I'm going to be honest, the 2019 Bucks also had a lot of potential because, you know, it was in 2019, it was kind of just between Toronto, Philly and Milwaukee coming out the East. Right. So I think I think if Kawhi didn't hit that shot, I think Philly would have probably gone through. But yeah, but that's that's just a hypothetical to me. I wouldn't have. I feel like because Toronto's like adjustment because Toronto's coaching staff is a lot better than Philly. Let's just put that straight. Right. I have that a time, feeling yeah, yeah. if Philly got if Philly had gotten through to the conference the West the, sorry Eastern Conference Finals, I don't think they would have beat Milwaukee. I feel like it would have been Milwaukee and uh, Golden State in the finals in 2019. Okay, well, okay, we're getting to a tangent right now. Okay, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, so I was actually I was actually gonna talk about. So remember when I I thought the Suns were actually gonna win the series, right? I've I've told you that, but the reason why was that I was I didn't really trust Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, and Mike Budenholzer to make the right adjustments, and those guys have proved me wrong. I like that. I like it when guys prove me wrong, but. Mike Boonholzer made the great uh, great adjustments. As as we talked about, he didn't really he made the adjustment of defending the high pick and roll so Chris Paul and Devin Booker can really Devin Booker can really make their shots. And um, and also uh, another thing that Mike Boonholzer did really well is because uh, he put Drew he put Drew Holiday like in a more strategic defensive position. Like if you look at the game replays, mm-hmm, he's always yeah. sitting on top of the key, like next to PJ Tucker. So before he was just like maybe sticking on to Devin Booker or whoever is guarding in game one. Chris or two, Paul, yeah. Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Okay. Uh, yeah, but he, the defensive adjustments made by Milwaukee it's insane. That's what kind of won in the game, like the defense, the Milwaukee defense. Yeah, but that like that's the thing. Milwaukee had the most efficient def- defense. As at, if I I made a I made a podcast episode like months ago about like who should be the defensive player of the year and like who should make who should win all the awards. And the defensive player of the year, in my opinion, should have been Drew Holiday because he was he was like a part of the anchor for that defensive for that efficient defense. And it it really just shows that like great. It really just shows that, like, I think I thought the Suns were a good defensive team too, but Milwaukee was just a different team at the end of the day. They had all, they had better talent. They were the better team. They were, they had the better players. I, th- yeah, I think Giannis is, yeah, of course, Giannis is better than all those guys, but like, that's just what it is. <laughs> they had the better. Oh, I yeah. think my thing might be. Yeah, you can close for a second. It's fine. We'll we just keep going. Yeah. Okay. Wait. But I'm I, I'm good now, right? Yeah, you're good now. Okay. So, actually, yeah. Uh, one thing I was gonna talk about was that uh, PJ Tucker has a ring. <laughs> mm-hmm. One of my favorite players has a ring. Yeah. I mean, coming from a Houston fan, I mean, PJ Tucker. It's 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 been a while. It's a long time coming for the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, for a lot of the players on the Milwaukee Bucks, like you know, Chris Middleton, you know, PJ Tucker, Giannis. It's it's been a long time coming. Like they deserve. Ring right now, and I was I gonna like say, both sides of, yeah, oh, yeah, both sides of the light, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like both sides deserve a ring because you know, Chris Ball, obviously, top. I would argue that he's top five point guard of all time, you know. It, I think he's kind of I think tough he seeing him, yeah. I think I don't is. think uh, he would be dancing the line top five, top ten. I feel like he'd be like fifth or sixth ever. Well, one thing, okay, I was actually, I, I don't know why I've been saying this yet, but Drew Holiday, Drew Holiday showed that why the Bucks went after. Him. Remember when all the when the Bucks traded all their assets for him, and people were like, mm. we, people were doubting if they really should have traded all that for him. 
But he showed he showed why he showed why he was the re- he was he was the key reason. He showed how he was worth. He was known as worth. Yeah. When the trade happened, I actually thought that it, that it was a really good trade because. Mm-hmm. But the Bucks so were win out, right? They were a very win out, win out team. So win out like, team, and they were trying to convince, team. and they were trying to convince Giannis to stay because they didn't want him to leave. But then Giannis already signed his extension, did he? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, he did that in December. I remember. Yeah, that was uh, that was insane. Now you know the Bucks, if they keep their core, I feel like if the Nets are you know somewhat break up, I'm not sure what the Nets are going to do next year. But the Eastern Conference is going to be pretty interesting. With um, if the Nets were healthy, um, they probably would have won that series. That's just yeah, they probably would have won yeah. Game Seven, honestly. But the they, same no, thing they probably would have won the series before Game Seven if they were healthy, fully healthy. Mm-hmm. See, that's the thing with also Phoenix. So, like both teams in the finals this year were because were due to injuries. Like Anthony Davis couldn't play on the Lakers, but I like, and Kawhi Leonard, right? Kawhi couldn't play much in the finals either yeah. due to the, the injury. I have a I have a feeling if Kawhi was healthy, um, the Clippers probably would have won the Western. Yeah. Finals. I had I had I, like before. Remember we had the podcast before the playoffs started. I said Clippers and Nets were my finals thing. Mm-hmm. Same. But, oh, you had the same thing. Uh, I think I said one of the LA teams, and then uh, you said you know Nets. you said the Nets. Yeah, yeah. I remember you said the yeah. Nets too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we did agree that the Bucks were the only team to defeat the Nets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, like what? Oh, yeah. So just to cap off this playoffs entirely, I felt like this playoffs was a lot more due to like. Of course, this was a lot due to who was the more healthy team, right? Because the healthier team won at the end. But this playoffs just probably opened a lot of, a lot of uh, like opportunities for any other team. Like they can probably think, oh. We saw the Suns and Bucks make the finals. Maybe we can make the finals because we could. We can probably beat th- these teams. Mm-hmm. Such as like, uh, we have, there might be more of an underdog statement next next year. Yeah, if you see, know that's I mean. that's the thing mostly with this year though. Like, obviously, like you said, it was the healthier team making the fight, like winning the games, the series. But um, I have a few, I feel like this is probably one of the greatest playoffs, like one of the greatest playoffs of the twenty tens, probably. Really. Yeah, ever since ever since maybe maybe 2016 and 2011, I feel like this playoffs is you know, like I know it's the 20 I know it's 2021, but you know it's 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 a legendary playoff. Seeing so many small teams just come out of nowhere, like you know it's the Suns' first season of really competing, right? They haven't even made the playoffs before that, and you know with Monty Williams and you know, it's the Suns are are an amazing story. I, I got to like, say, I got to say, shout out to Devin Booker, man. He dropped back-to-back 40-point games in the finals. Mm-hmm. And he didn't play a good game six, yeah. But, like, this was his first ever finals, and he played really well. I mean, they all have experience now. So, like, in the future, if the Suns do uh, decide to keep their roster, I feel like the Suns will make it far. It's going to be – it's a bright future for the Phoenix Suns. So, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, the reason why I said I had the Clippers and Nets, but, like, so I was wrong about that. It wasn't, it was not their fault that they lost because they both lost due to big injuries on their team, right? But mm-hmm. I was wrong that they, well, I was wrong that it was Clippers and Nets and I had the Nets winning it all. But, but the Bucks, I was kind of, off. that was really yeah. great. Mm-hmm. I was kind of wrong about the Suns too because coming into the playoffs, Suns were the second seed, right? In the, in yeah. the West or the first, I forgot. They were the second. Utah was yeah. first. Utah was first, yeah. 
Uh, I didn't really believe in the Suns because obviously besides Chris Paul, nobody on the team really has too much playoff experience, especially like pushing really deep mm-hmm. into the playoffs. So uh, I thought they were probably not going to, and especially with Monty Williams, Monty Williams is also like his first time making the finals. So I have a, fe- I have a feeling their entire staff and player, like entire team is just not very like prepared for the finals, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And I have, and that, I feel like that's like a big factor in why they lost too. Just not enough experience. The Bucks don't really have any experience either. Finals well, the experience, Bucks, the not finals experience, but they've been playing in the playoffs for you know as far as I can. Or like the, yeah, they were contenders for the past few years. That's why. But yeah, Drew so, Holiday was just a missing piece. Drew Holiday, PJ Tucker, yeah, PJ Tucker, Bobby Port, yeah. The Bucks front office did a really great job. So like, mm-hmm. what? Where do you think the Bucks rank in terms of like championship teams? Uh, when compared to what? Compared to like the past ten years, the championships. Past, the past ten years, years, like what do you mean by rank? Like, like no, how good of a team they are to actually win a championship compared to the rest of the other teams that have won? Compared to like the twenty twenty Lakers, the twenty nineteen Raptors, twenty eighteen Warriors, seventeen Warriors, sixteen Cavs, like yeah, go on and then so forth. I'm gonna be honest here. Uh... The this team is definitely not not going to be the Heat like the early two thousand LeBron Wade uh, Bosch Heat. There's no way this team. I, I, I was I was thinking about this. Like I was actually gonna say I'm, I was actually gonna say that they're not really a great championship team because mm-hmm. most of the time like they were really inconsistent and yeah like it did pay off in the end but it wasn't like they were facing like really great teams to do that. But they did. The team was. I mean, they did pull through, though. Obviously, like they found their rhythm later on. I'm saying, playoffs, I'm right? saying they're not really like they probably have the best story. Yes, mm-hmm. like I said, I I don't know if you saw this in my story, but I said that this championship is like similar to Dirk's. It's just that like Giannis and Dirk both stayed with their teams and they were able to get a ring for them, and that's something special. But like, of course, yeah, this ring's not on the same level as Dirk's. It's not at the same level, yeah. but story wise, it's probably the same. It's probably like a similar story to that. Yeah, uh, I have a feeling you. Know, yeah, in 2011, obviously the Dirk, the Dirk and would see um, what's called Dallas Mavericks. They were facing against like a stacked, a perfectly healthy Miami mm-hmm. Heat, like prime Miami Heat team. So yeah, prime Miami Heat team. That was that was incredible. And right? he pulled through with that. I'm not saying like the Bucks have an asterisk, asterisk, what asterisk, asterisk. That's what it's called. Asterisk. 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 Mm-hmm asterisk to their ring of course like yeah no this ring counts of course it counts like you beat you beat who's in front of you and you 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 beat them fairly and you mm-hmm. won four straight finals games in a row so yeah of course this rings this ring counts but they're not really a great championship team because like i don't think i don't think they're half court offense apart from like Giannis dominating the paint and then like if Giannis is Giannis is also maintained then like you go to Chris Middleton and sometimes Chris Middleton is very inconsistent. Like we yeah. saw that in the playoffs. Like and yeah, he did pull through in the finals, which was really great. But then it's just like it's more of like it's more of like you're 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 relying on just one guy, Chris Middleton, to either have a good or bad game. Yeah. So that's the thing. Chris Middleton was, I guess, the uh the the Bucks X Factor, right? Chris Middleton throughout his entire career, he's always he's always been really consistent. He's mm-hmm. never really been consistent, right? He's either really putting up superstar numbers or he's playing like a like just a regular Scrub, role yeah, player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
that's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. I said, like, the, the key aspect to the Bucks' success is Chris Middleton because it mm-hmm. just depends on how he plays. Like, Drew yeah. Holiday, you might not – you can just ask him to just play good defense and he'll give you a little bit offensively, and then that's just completely fine for the team. It's just that, like, you know Giannis can't close out games because of his well, – because of how he maintains his – because of how he's maintained. You know Drew Holiday cannot close it because he's not that very good offensively. And yeah, like Chris Middleton is supposed to be that perimeter elite shot creator that the Bucks relied to. Like, you know how, remember Shaq and Kobe, right? Like Shaq was the most dominant guy, but he couldn't really close out games. And then that's why they turned to Kobe. And then this is, it's, I'm not saying, I'm not saying they're Shaq and Kobe. Don't, don't quote yeah. me on that. <laughs> don't quote me on that. I'm just saying was, it's similar. Was legendary, man. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So what, what else were, were you going to say? Uh, I was going to ask you about the Suns. What do you think the Suns' X Factor is going to be? DeAndre Aiden? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I was saying, going to say. But DeAndre yeah, Aiden, I, I feel like, yeah. Sorry, I, I'm like, going to talk more about the Bucks here. So, like, what do you think this does to Giannis's legacy? Because now I already think he's a top 25 player of all time. Top 25 player of all time? Yeah. I would actually say a little bit higher. He's probably like, when we're talking about international players right now, I feel like he's in conversation for top three international players of all time. I think like, he is. Yeah, I think he already is that. Already? Good. Who else is there? Hakeem, Dirk. Dirk. Hakeem, Hakeem, Dirk. Dirk. Uh, and him. What's, Tim Duncan. Are you going to call him international? I Tim, Tim Duncan's kind well, I mean, people do consider him an international uh, player, though, right? Yeah, fine. If you're, if you're kind of counting yeah. Tim Duncan, then yeah, yeah, you have that. But then who else is there? See, these great international players are all power forwards, too. So, can't really make a case for Giannis here either. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Hakeem is a center. <laughs> and also, Hakeem, Hakeem is kind of a power forward. Like, he plays center power forward, right? He played, he played power forward in his earlier days when Ralph Sampson mm-hmm. was on the team. But that was in a different era. So, then he was put at the five when Ralph Sampson was gone. I'm not super familiar with Rockets history. I mean, you, I think well, you're the guy yeah. that's for that, yeah. Oh, well, yo, Hakeem Olajuwon is my favorite player of all time, right? Yeah. And he's also Muslim, too. So, I was like, yo, we have that connection. Yeah, that's that's insane. I've seen all these kind of players playing the NBA. Uh, and also another player that I will consider putting up top five, like, throughout my entire time watching the NBA, I've always been really high on Luka Doncic. Luka, is yeah. just, this guy's insane. If this, if this guy can I, do anything, like, if he gets the help he needs in – um in Dallas, I have a feeling he's going to have a similar, he's going to be in a situ, similar situation compared to like Giannis, right? Yeah, at the age of, but we'll he's see, we'll see, we'll see what you could do. But then, um, but then if, if Dallas does surround him with some, you know, decent quality role players, I feel like Dallas. Okay, sorry for the inconvenience here. This you probably might see this as like a double. I'll probably edit these two videos together, but some some uh issues happened, and Stephen, yeah, continue on your topic about Luka Doncic and how he can be an all time great. Okay, uh, I think I was talking about Luka Doncic just a little bit before the uh like the slowdown. We just kind of disconnected, so uh we just need like you're just editing the videos together, right? So uh. Luka Doncic, I feel like he has a he has a case. He's kind of in a similar situation compared to Giannis right now. 
because his team, the team around him isn't really good enough to be a contender level team. But if Dallas can, um, can surround him with, you know, solid role players, you know, better players and find that missing piece, I feel like Dallas can be a threat in the West for sure in the future. Also, yeah, like uh, I was going to talk more about the Bucks and how it does for Giannis. So okay. I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to say like, yeah, this is really special on how the Bucks were able to win their first championship since, since 1971. It's been 50 years. It's funny how Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, he gave it their first. And then 50 years later, Giannis gave their first like from 50 years. But one thing about Giannis is that where would you have him ranked in today's, today's game? Today's players, I have him like, third. Yeah, in the third NBA? best player in the world. Yeah. Uh, who who's your top two? Katie and Steph. Katie and Steph. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say Katie and Steph would be in front of him. Is I honestly, that's, that's before that's the final started. Topic. Before the final started, I did say Giannis is better than LeBron right now. Yeah. Right now, in terms of right now, because Giannis is a lot younger, so he's a lot more dominant. And he's less injured. Yeah, I'm just gonna say Giannis is better than LeBron. LeBron is LeBron is obviously has the high basketball IQ, extreme athleticism, but you know he's just incredible. He's LeBron is an incredible player, just definitely not to underrate him. But I feel like Giannis right now is just better for these past. Better, years. yeah. And who was the one that just led his team to a championship? Yeah, exactly. Dropping Giannis. 50 points in Game Six. Exactly. 50 that was points. A hell- Giannis's free throw saved Bucks, man. He had like he made fifteen, yeah, he made 17, 17 free throws. Yeah, seventeen off seventeen. Because yeah, he had two more in the end. That's how he got fifty points. Man, that was that was incredible. Giannis, also, yeah, Giannis, another thing about the Bucks free throw, uh, the Bucks half court offense is yeah, they don't make their free throws, <laughs> and then mm-hmm. just in this finals they were just making their free throws, man. which is does matter, but that's that's another issue for like how how not great of a championship team they are. They are a championship team at the end of the day, which is great. Guys, mm. guys. Also, the thing is, like, I, I, this is, this is just always crosses my mind. Just Giannis is only 26 and he's already won two MVPs, defensive player of the year, a championship, a finals MVP. Like, mm. oh, the only way that, that, the only way he can go is up. He can be, he can be in like the top 10 when he's, in the top 10 conversation when his career is over, assuming he could keeps his trajectory. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it, it all depends on the Bucks now, right? Because he has a deal with him through his 30s. I think he's it's a four-year supermax, so he's uh he's gonna be done with the Bucks what when he's 30, 29, 30-ish. Yeah. It, 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 if he wants to, unless he wants to stay if they're in contention again. So he's just so yeah, so when the Bucks, so he's gonna spend most of his prime with the Bucks. So if you were to like win, even win even more chips, um, I feel like the Bucks need to do a good job at uh, keeping good players around him, like this year. Like Drew Holiday was 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 probably the greatest pickup that that they've done. Bobby Porter's obviously in the offseason. That was. Do you think? Really... Do you think they'll make the finals again? Oh, uh, depends. Depends. Depends on what the Nets do actually in the offseason. Because I think right the now, Nets. I think the Nets are completely fine. They just need to stay healthy. <laughs> Looking at the the Eastern Conference right now, besides the Nets, I don't see anybody beating Milwaukee. I do okay, but the, the thing is, I do see Miami or Philly like getting better though. Mm, yep. So, if well, Philly, if Philly, if Philly gets Dame or something, that would be an issue. I highly doubt it. I highly um, doubt that too. Yeah. I highly doubt but it. If, 
But no, if Kawhi in the free agency goes to Miami, that is very possible. Who knows? Kawhi but, to Miami. Because hmm. he wants to play with Jimmy Butler, yeah. I, I haven't heard of that yet. I might have to look that up later, but... Really? Uh, see, that's the thing, though. Uh, about Philly, they're in an interesting uh, position right now because they probably... I feel like they're looking to trade for some veteran guards because of, um, of like, Joel Embiid and how they're all getting really old. So, like, it's... Philly's in win-now mode, right? Basically, they have all the key pieces. They just need... No, they like a, they need to trade Ben Simmons. That's just what it is. You know what would be a good place for Ben Simmons? San Antonio. I was thinking the San Toronto Antonio. Raptors. The Toronto Raptors. I was thinking that too. Mm-hmm. You know what? I was thinking that too. But the reason why I said San Antonio is because like Greg Popovich is really the only coach that can hold Ben Simmons accountable for not shooting the ball. Yeah, and they have and they have one of the great shooting coaches in the NBA. His name is Chip yep. England. He worked with Kawhi Chip Leonard. England, mm-hmm. Yeah, he worked with Kawhi Leonard. I've heard that. But I was also thinking, yeah, I was also thinking the same thing with Toronto too, because because it is you could have Ben Simmons at like the four or five, and you need like youth, right? Toronto needs young talent as well. So Actually, and, and I, like players like Players like Ben Simmons don't come very often in general, right? You know, you're not going to get a defensive, you're not going to get a defensive player of the year candidate, a great passer. You're, you're not going to get that in like any, like even the number four pick you have, you're not going to draft a Ben Simmons from that. Yeah. I mean, Ben Simmons, if you compare it to this year's draft class, Ben Simmons is giving me, you know, flashes of, um, Ben Simmons is kind of like a mini version of, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kate Cunningham in a way, kind of like a big mm-hmm. guard who can, I feel like Kate Cunningham has, has has a more complete package, but Ben Simmons, like with under a good developmental program, like Toronto, for example, is going to be Toronto's Toronto's going to make Ben Simmons a great player. I feel like it's going to be a good trade if we do like Kyle Lowry for, for Ben Simmons because I think their salaries actually match as well. So, but yeah, Lowry would have to agree on a sign and trade, and then that's going to be. Uh, yeah, I mean Lowry is for Kyle Lowry is from Philly, so. Mm-hmm. I don't see why he wouldn't want to play in Philadelphia. Would you trade Siakam for Ben Simmons? Because that's that's the trade package no. I was thinking of doing. Why no? would we trade Siakam for Ben Simmons? Because Siakam is kind of like in a, in contention to win now. He's not really going to be a great number one in the future. So well, and, and like he's not gonna and like yeah he's twenty seven. So like if you want a, t- a younger player, basically, if you want a younger player. And Ben Simmons is on the market. I think just get rid of that because you're not in content. Unless you want to stay in contention, yeah. Don't get don't get rid of Siakam. But if you're not, it, holy, I don't know why my voice is cracking so often today. But yeah, if you're not in contention, then just like I don't, I don't know. This is, I've seen this opportunity. I've just I I I'm kind of iffy on if it's a good or bad thing. I don't think it's a bad trade, but I don't think it's a really good one either. If if that makes sense. The good trade, I feel like, is Siakam to the Warriors, actually. That one was actually a really good trade. For James Wiseman and that seventh pick? James Wiseman is seventh and uh, Andrew Wiggins, just mm-hmm. to match salaries. That was a really good trade for Siakam. Because both I would, I would think that is too, yeah. Both teams benefit a lot because Siakam's in, like you said, win-now shape. And if he goes to the Warriors and Clay Thompson comes back, right, it's... It, the no, win-now shape, team. yeah. Siakam's in his prime. Yeah, he's in his yeah, prime. Yeah, exactly. The, Toronto is... I mean, and he's not, and he's not a great, and he's not a great first option. Just you know that too. Yeah, and you have the one-two option on the Warriors already, Steph and Clay, right? So mm-hmm. 
And then now with Siakam in the paint, that's it's gonna be insane for the Warriors. It's gonna benefit Toronto too. Obviously, we get that seventh pick, which we can use to get Kuminga if he falls down that deep. Do you think Johnson Kuminga is gonna fall into the seventh or? I honestly okay, we'll we'll do like a mock draft later on. Like we'll do that in the second bit if you want. But mm-hmm. I I think they could select him over. I think they could select him with the fourth pick. And the reason Dr. why is I think I think he has the highest upside out of in everyone in this draft class, except for like Kate Cunningham. But like that's I think he has the highest upside. Like he has a Kawhi Leonard type ceiling. Oh, and the Raptors yeah. are really great at developing raw talent. Mm-hmm. And also another uh, another player that Toronto was I was just searching this up. Uh, I saw this on the news a few days ago. Uh, ever heard of Scotty Barnes? Of course. I, I, I evaluated him. I don't know if you saw yeah. that. I don't think I yeah. saw it, but I feel like Scotty Scotty Barnes fits with Toronto perfectly. Like as Toronto said, uh, Toronto wants to draft the best player on the board, not for team needs. But mm-hmm. you know, for someone like if for Toronto's developmental program, I feel like Scotty Barnes' ceiling is insanely high. Just kind. I, I don't think. Like, I don't think so. I don't think so. Why? Because like when when you really like watch him, there's really nothing to develop. Like the only thing he's really lacking is a jump shot, which I think he could get it. But I think he's gonna be more used in if or it depends on where he goes. If you if he goes to Toronto, maybe he has a higher ceiling than I think he does. But I don't think he's gonna go to Toronto. If if that I don't know if he will go to Toronto, but I don't think his ceiling is insanely high. Like. Maybe, maybe like, I think he's similar to like a Draymond Green because he can do a jack of all trades. He can do the fundamentals, and he's built. He's built. He's built. He's probably more athletic than Draymond Green, anyways. But if he just gets that jump shot, which I do think he could probably get a type, some type of it, I think he could be like a great, a valuable role player. Like right there, like just a valuable role player off the bat. Well, that's the draft. I guess we'll talk about that later. But I, yeah. I, just, I just, I just feel like you know Ben Simmons was fit really nice. And I, I know people are saying you know Ben Simmons you know belongs to the Shanghai Sharks, but you know, it's, <laughs> it's kind of. I I even searched up said Shanghai Sharks and I saw him on that. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, I saw actually, like wait. I saw him on a jersey like just it was just like it was a Photoshop thing. But. <laughs> so that's the thing though. I, I feel like Toronto would definitely benefit from Ben Simmons, like a Lowry Ben Simmons trade. Actually, okay, yeah. So let's let's actually talk about Ben Simmons more, like, because you know, like, I was a big Ben Simmons like supporter, even like when he was going into the draft, and even like this year, right? I thought, mm-hmm. I thought, I thought like he was he was a much better player than what people think he is, but like he he he's the perfect example of how like basketball is a game of confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just the perfect example of basketball with the game of confidence, and he's we- lost all the confidence in the, in the world to just shoot a shot. Toronto can definitely uh, give it back. He can definitely shoot. He can definitely shoot the three. Like he can. We've seen. Yeah, exactly. Jump shot is smooth as hell. Like he can just. It's not smooth as hell, but yeah. It it is a three shot. Like the one that he hit in the preseason. That one. The one that he hit in the preseason, the 2020 preseason, that was incredible. That was an incredible shot. Like you can see his form. It's. Yeah, no, no. My problem. My problem with like no, but also my problem with him is just that he's not really aggressive. He's not really aggressive. Like he he can attack the basket really well. And you saw when he dropped like 42 points against the Jazz, right? Mm-hmm. He he can drive to the basket really well. It's just the fact that like he's just not aggressive on a game-to-game basis. Like Gian, like we all know Giannis can't shoot, but at least he's aggressive. He'll give you high 
quality. He'll give you defensive player of the year status, and he's aggressive. He, you know what you're getting from Giannis, like game in and game out. But he just doesn't try. I'm not saying he won't be Giannis, but like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like he can't. If Ben Simmons did try, he would be sort of like a Giannis type player because Giannis yeah, is not afraid yeah, to shoot yeah. the three, right? Giannis is definitely not afraid to shoot the three. Like you see him taking the at three times, yeah, all yeah. the time, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But teams still but beg beg for him to take it. But yeah, even like, and even for like uh, his free throw shooting, right? Like, mm-hmm. even though yeah, shooting may not be one of your greatest strengths, you're not that bad. Mm-hmm. You're not that bad. Like I, that. I that just think... shows like confidence is all is key to like, and that's why I do think like San Antonio, Toronto are like good places for him because he's out of the spotlight. He's not. He's not going to be in a dick fan base because <laughs> Philly. We all know what Philly fans yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, so like he he's gonna be in a much better situation than, and he's gonna be surrounded by really great coaching, mm-hmm. especially in the Spurs. And Rogers. all I'm saying, all I'm saying is, I feel like Toronto should pursue. Like if we do look at a uh, like a a Spurs Philly trade, what would that even look like for Ben Simmons? What the oh uh, like Derek Simmons? what like Derek White Dejounte Murray probably. But why would they give up two pieces of their young core for Ben Simmons? Because Ben Simmons is much better than them. <laughs> but I mean, the thing is, Derek White, Derek White is getting better every single day. Dejounte Murray mm-hmm. also putting up really nice numbers last this season. Do you think that's really a good trade, though? I would, I would. Maybe, uh, maybe. I, I don't even know who's on the Spurs right now, to be honest. But yeah. <laughs> I'm just those are like the first two guys. Oh, DeRozan, but he's a free agent. Maybe he goes like somewhere else. But you might. Where do you think? I feel like DeRozan might actually go to Miami. Maybe. May actually yeah let's talk let's actually talk more about the off off season so actually wait so we 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 touched on we touched on the recap of game six in the finals we we touched on our thoughts in the playoffs yeah we talked about Giannis and the Bucks so yeah let's talk about the failure side CP three and the Suns so where do you think the Suns just lacked in the finals I think we talked about this earlier but I'm just gonna ask you this we can go more in depth. Adjustments. They couldn't. They couldn't. Like they couldn't respond to Bucks. Um, the Bucks defense basically. Interior presence. Yeah, you you messaged me during the game. Like, oh, they they couldn't respond to that. Yeah. I think their problem was just due to their backups, right? Because like mm-hmm. even when they had like DeAndre Aiden, Drake Crowder, Cameron Johnson to like guard it, they had no one else coming off the bench apart from like Tory Craig to just guard mm-hmm. someone. Like even yeah, even when you had the matchup against Giannis, like all they could do was foul because like they didn't really have great defenders to go put on so him. And also another thing, yeah, it's just I agree with you actually. It's just the defense and the and like the lack of defensive presence, kind of. Besides their like outside their starting five, basically. And yeah, but I I also said shout out to Devin Booker for dropping those 40, 40 points. But like the Suns. If they really want to win the finals, it would have been this year. Like this year would have been their only chance. Because next year, the Lakers are coming back healthy. The Clippers are coming back healthy. Denver, maybe may Denver, my my sleeper team, they're coming back yeah. healthy. Dallas, if they if they probably give Luca better players, they're they're probably gonna be a problem. Utah is probably gonna be a problem too if they if they do well in the offseason. The st- Utah, the West would just be like- stacked. I feel like Utah and uh, Utah and Denver are like those teams where you know they they're good teams. They just need one more key piece in order to just mm-hmm. make it all the way. You know what I'm saying? I always said this about Utah. Like apart from Gobert, their defense is trash. Yep. Mm-hmm. They just need. 
Yeah, they do have what? I mean, I mean, Quinn Snyder. Quinn Snyder. I feel like he's probably one of, like, honestly, Quinn Snyder is a really good coach. So mm. I, I, yeah, I, I do trust in the, I do trust in the Utah Jazz uh, coaching staff. But you know, it's. I, I think I, they I, just. I, need... I don't follow. I don't follow Jazz basketball that much, so I don't know. Same, what's I, going don't, on I don't. Here, I but... hate. I hate the Jazz. <laughs> okay. In the Jazz, I, I feel like they're. I like Don underrated. But yeah, I think I think their problem was just not their problem was just surrounding Gobert with defensive talent because mm-hmm. they they don't have really great wing defenders. I, well, I'm I not mean, gonna go deep into like what they do, but I'm just gonna say that's their problem. Yeah. But like, however, since the Suns, we we're talking about the Suns. CP3 is a free agent this year. Do you think CP3 will re-sign with the Suns or? Maybe because I don't think I, it would be really bad if he played like that in the finals and just left left for nothing yeah. mm-hmm. it'll be really bad but if he really wants to win then like i don't think the suns will be a good spot for that they, they'll the probably suns. they'll probably be in good contention again yeah like i'm still yeah. they're still gonna be a playoff team of course but i don't think they're gonna defeat the lakers again they're gonna defeat the clippers again especially like if they're all health unless like injuries happen again but mm-hmm. i highly doubt it would happen again it's just yeah this year is kind of just all over the place like you know, sleeper teams have never made the playoffs, make the playoffs, and then good teams fall off. Like, you know, Warriors, Raptors, just two prime examples of good I teams. I forgot about the Warriors. I forgot about the Warriors. The Warriors will probably be back next year with yeah. Clay Thompson and whoever they the trade for. That's what I was going to say. That's what we were talking about, right? With uh, the Siakam trade. The Warriors are going to be insane if the Siakam trade actually goes through. <laughs> so, what's the starting five? So, you have like uh, Stephen Curry. Of uh, Stephen Curry, Curry Clay, Drake, Clay. Curry, Clay, Siakam, Draymond. Uh, that's Who's already. The wing? I have no Who's idea. Bro. I don't even know who the starting center for the Warriors are. Besides, like it was Weisman. Kevon Looney. It was Kevon, Kevon Looney. Looney? James Wiseman. James Wiseman is more raw than we think he is. So, like, I don't, so that's why they didn't really play him as much. But he is a talent. That's the thing. You, from the games that he did play, yeah, you, know, you can see how talented. You see he really some, was. yeah. You see, you saw the some of the stuff, which is why I do think good Toronto would be good. Should consider that trade because Wiseman does have a great high upside. So, what do you think Toronto's going to take with number four, or the Houston? Suggs, Suggs, Suggs. Suggs for Toronto. Mm. I don't so think they would- should take Suggs, but I do think. But they're probably gonna do that because he's he's those are the those are the top four. Mm-hmm. Who That's do I think Houston will take? Who do I think Houston should take? You probably see me talk about this, but Jalen Green. Jalen Green. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you probably saw. You probably I told you I want to get Jalen Green. He just fits. He. I feel like either Greens would fit in. Uh, sorry, either Jalen's would fit on the Rockets. I don't or- want Suggs. No, so J- Green. I think Green should be more in the conversation of like. Is he better than Kate? I don't think he's better than Kate, but I do think he should be the consensus number two. Mm-hmm. Jalen Green. I do like Evan Mobley too. Evan Mobley is, is insane because like he he's been putting up numbers since like Anthony Davis, Carl Anthony Towns when they when those guys were in college. But that's the thing. Like I don't know if he would fit well with Wood, and like I don't know. Yeah. Not I don't know. Uh, what do I say? It's not really great to draft a big Ray. Like I know Mobley's mm-hmm. an exception to that. But I would rather have a guard or wing that has the upside of Jalen Green over the upside of Mobley. Let's just see the draft though, because if if um so if Mobley does drop down to number four, Toronto's definitely taking that. They should easily no. That's like that's they not a debate. Easily, they yeah. easily just 
Yeah, the Cavs just would just mess up at that point. Honestly, by I feel like Toronto. If Toronto really wanted Mobley, they would be looking to trade up. I don't know. No, I think I think they trust their, I think they trust their instincts at four. Because I think if even if Mobley doesn't drop, I think Kaminga would would be well with that team, and I do think Kuming. Suggs would be. What, but what team. would you take, Johnson Kaminga, with a forced pick though? That's kind of a waste of a pick. I'm not gonna lie. Really. I feel like Jonathan Kuminga is is gonna drop. He's gonna drop down to like seven. That's why I support the Warriors trade so much, right? Because Toronto could get great value out of Jonathan Kuminga. I feel like Jonathan Kuminga could go like the highest he'll go is like five or six, maybe. I feel like he'll probably fall into like seven to ten, honestly. I know, but I do. I think he has the highest upside in the draft, though, and he also has the experience with the G League. Well, see, that's the thing. Oh though. yeah, so um, G League oh, yeah, players so are was, all like that. Yeah, so I was gonna say like. You remember you, you hear the rumors how the Rockets are aggressively pursuing the number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's good? I'm gonna give uh, you my opinion, but like I'm just gonna say Cade, Cade on the Rockets. I'm not sure how to feel about that. Like, what, what do you think? I don't think they should trade up for the number one pick at all. Yeah, because Why? like if it depends on what they give up. If they give up so much just for that number one pick, I'm gonna be mad. Mm-hmm. Because like well, if the, you're like it's like I get Kate Cunningham's a really great player, but like at least like for all the picks you have, we don't know like who's really gonna we don't we really we really don't know. We're just projecting Kate Cunningham to be the best player from the draft, but we really don't know who will be. So we so like even if Kate Cunningham becomes a superstar, becomes a superstar in Detroit, and then like you pick Jalen Green, like I said, for the second pick, and he also becomes like a superstar potential. And then, like, yeah, you have all these picks, and then you can just build that infrastructure you need. That's just mm-hmm. my thing, because it re- it would remind me more of like how um the Philly and Boston a few years ago. Remember when Philly traded up to draft yeah. Markel Fultz, mm-hmm. and then Boston settled Jason Tatum, and they were the ones that won the trade. They're the ones well, that see, actually the won the trade. Well, yeah, that's that's like that's looking back though, because Mark at the time out of out of like fresh out of college, Markel Fultz was the better player. He like if you look at his college <laughs> highlight tapes, man. I know even if Markel Fultz was good or not, but I'm saying the Celtics came out with the better of that trade. And even go back to like when was this like 1993 when Orlando had the first pick, they traded down to the Warriors. The Warriors drafted Chris Weber, and then the the Magic drafted Penny Hardaway and all these different assets. And those different assets were the reason why they made the finals two years later. That's the thing. Uh, yeah. That's the thing, though. They're all that's in the past. Like it's, it's all it's all. Oh yeah, on yeah. What of course, players in their of course, position. there are some. Of course, there are some exceptions to this. Like, uh, what do you mm-hmm. call it? Of course, there are some exceptions to this. Like where you just go, oh yeah, like where you're like, oh yeah, we it was a good thing we made this trade. But I, I can't think of the ones off the top of my head. Is there is there a good situation where that happened? Yeah, I yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think we can both we can both think of. And an example mm-hmm. like that, but I'm just saying it's a huge risk, though, especially in this, especially in this deep draft class. Like this is probably the most staff draft class we've mm-hmm. seen in our lives, as like prospect wise, right? No, uh, no, really. Like depends, depends. Actually, I feel like prospect 20... wise, prospect wise, prospect not wise. not not like players in the NBA, yeah, but like prospect wise. Uh, I feel like 20, 2009 was also a really. Really yeah, but like we weren't like we weren't in old enough to analyze basketball well. Like that's what I'm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Like we didn't watch basketball then in 2009. This was way deeper than like 2019, 2018. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So I like, mean, that's just what I, I'm just going to say, like, yeah, this is probably the best we've seen as like, as we, we know more of the game. I'm honestly going to say like the top 20 players, like the top 20 players in this draft are probably good enough to be drafted in the top 10. Right. Yeah. I agree with it, you. It's I a, agree. It's a really, like really lottery pick. Yeah. Lottery pick. Mm-hmm. I also think like any of those guys can make an elite impact. Some like like some of those guys may have a lot of raw talent, like John Kaminga, you said, but they also have really high upside, and it really depends on like if they're on a rebuilding team or not. Does the Rockets have any other pick other than number? Yeah, three? 23, 23. Sorry, number two, my bad. Yeah, number two, 23 and 24. 23, 24. You guys might be able to pick up uh what's it called? Johnny Zuzang, actually. Johnny Zuzang decided to go back to UCLA this year. Oh, he did? Really? Yeah. I'm a UCLA fan, so, like, you probably know, like, that. I've, yeah. I saw that, yeah. Oh, yeah, Johnny Zuzang. Johnny Zuzang. Hopefully, like yo, he... if UCLA makes a run like that next year, yo. <laughs> that was a really the... great run. That was yeah, a really from... great run. From the first from the first to... floor. First, yeah, first floor to, like, to almost the finals. Final man, four. Yeah. Final four, yeah, man. That was insane, dude. Okay, I feel yeah, like so Johnny Zuzang should have stuck with the draft. I feel like Johnny Zuzang should have like stuck to the to the draft. To be honest, maybe no, maybe he wants to uh, rise his stock. That's why. Maybe he wants to rise his draft stock. But now he he's definitely in the first rounder. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it depends on how he is in college. Like, hopefully, no injury happens. But mm-hmm. okay, so let's actually talk more about the off season because, like, this is where I'm thinking. Like, would you be surprised if Kawhi left the Clippers? Uh. I honestly would because the reason, the whole reason why he left Toronto was to, you know, go to LA, right? He wanted to play for an LA team. That was just his, his entire desire throughout the entire year, right? Like we, we just know Kawhi's been saying, hey, I want to go back to LA. I want to play in LA, right? That's just like he wanted to play in his home. And, and I respect that, right? It's, it's what it is, but I don't think, I honestly, I'm kind of mixed on this because he also brought you a championship. Back, yeah, I know. He, he just left out of there, out of nowhere, right? So, that shows us how important home is to him, but yeah, that's like- that. That's what I thought too. Like, I just think, like, I thought, like, I don't know if Kawhi would leave the Clippers is just because he made a big deal just to get there, and mm-hmm. and also like the Clippers made the conference finals this year without him. So like he he's probably thinking, oh, if I played, we probably would have won the championship. Mm-hmm. I I don't feel like he's gonna. Yeah, he's not gonna leave. I. Honestly, I wouldn't. I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised just for the fact that he did leave a championship team to go to to just to build his own team in LA. Mm-hmm. The Raptors. Yeah. Also, yo, speaking about championships, like Miami and Philly kind of mess, messed up, and you know why? Is because of the James Harden trade. Yeah, That's. Right, I was yeah, thinking right. about this last night. Like Miami let got rid of Tyler Hero, and I didn't want to get rid of Tyler Hero just to get James Harden. They didn't want to get rid of Tyler Hero to get James Harden. Yeah. Like it's just funny. It's just funny to just laugh. It's funny to just laugh at that. Yeah. See, that's the thing though. If you look at Tyler Hero at the end of the at the end of last season, Tyler Hero was an insane player. I mean, he he did. Yeah, really that's well his stock was really high. Yeah. But that's the point. Like, if you were willing to get James Harden for Tyler Hero, like you wouldn't do that. Even at the time, like you usually you wouldn't do that. What was the trade? It was like Tyler Hero, Precious Achua, uh, uh, what do you call like salary filler, like Andre Gudala and them. Hmm. And then I think it was Kendrick Nunn as well. And then I think that was it. I think it was only like two, like one pick or two picks. Really? Yeah. The, and they, the Heat said Not no because they didn't get, yeah. The Heat said no because they didn't want to get rid of Tyler Hero. Hmm. 
I highly doubt. Wait, no, not I highly doubt. Sorry, I don't think. Yeah, why would? Exactly. Yeah, yeah you're just la- you're probably laughing on the inside. Like, what Wait, the hell did what? they just do? Yeah. <laughs> but it, no, it, no, it, but that's it's, a de- it's a decent trade. I feel like because you know. But that's the but that's the thing. Like, let's say, like Miami's probably mad right now. If they saw if they see the Bucks winning the championship and they let turn down that offer, they're probably like. If we traded for James Harden, we probably would have been the one having the championship, not the books. Would they really though? Uh, I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying that as like a as a mm-hmm. as like a Miami point of view. But if you look at it from like an actual NBA point, even Philly, even Philly, would Miami even, with Harden? Sorry, go ahead. Even Philly, like Philly, Philly tried. They put Ben Simmons in the trade offer, but they didn't want to add Tyrese Maxey, right? So then mm-hmm. they just said, okay, yeah, no, and then James Harden got traded to the Nets. But if they did, if Harden and Embiid were there, and then they probably they easily would have not lost to the Hawks. Like you just know that, mm-hmm. unless like the injury for James Harden happened. But that's just another hypothetical. But they probably would have been the ones to win a championship too. Mm-hmm. Like what they would the have been there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If the Hawks trade for James Harden. No, not the Hawks trade for James Harden. Like the Hawks in general after in the off season. What do you think they're gonna do? They just keep I their core. I don't think. I don't think they should really sign John Collins. And that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because like he that's doesn't really fit too. them anymore. Because mm-hmm. before they used say. to have these, before they used to have, they used to like attack the basket more and use these hot, use John Collins as like the role man, and he would just. But now they have Clint Capello to be the role man. Right? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like I, I feel like John Collins. It's time for John Collins to go. And where do you think he should go? I honestly don't know. What would, well, he, what he would turned down. Fit be? He turned down a um. He turned down an I think it was a ninety million extension. So like a, a team with caps teams with cap space would only take him. But like where yeah where would he want to go? What team has cap space? Charlotte. The Spurs, the Knicks, the Mavericks, the mm-hmm. uh um. What do you call it? I'm talking about teams that like could make the playoffs next year. I'm not like because. Mm-hmm. If you have, if you're like a bottom of the team, you probably have some cap space. Mm-hmm. But I, like those are the teams coming from my mind. Yeah, well, that's like I don't really follow Hawk, the Hawks too much either. So uh, small, like they're a small team to me, so I don't really. Okay, yeah, but uh, speaking of the more off season, so like one off season trade has already happened, right? That was the Kemba Walker one. Mm-hmm. That was wait. the Kemba Walker one. Wait, 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 wait! What? What was the trade? You don't remember? It was during the playoffs. Wait, what was the trade? It was Kemba Walker for out for and a and a sixteenth pick for out for the sixteenth pick for Al Horford and Moses Brown. Moses Brown. Oh, oh yeah, I remember hearing that. Never mind. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, yeah I know. It's kind of slept under the rug because no one's really talking about it. But yet yeah, that yeah. that move already happened. The Boston Celtics got rid of um, Brad Stevens as their coach, and now he's their manager, general manager. Mm-hmm. Rick Carlisle is out of uh, is out of the Dallas Mavericks. Mm-hmm. The Blazers re- acquired Chauncey Billups and Rick Carlisle's on Indiana, actually. So, like, what do you so this offseason so far has been pretty decent? Like, what mm-hmm. do you think? What do you think about like the Kimball Walker trade and like all these things that happened? Well, I actually haven't had a chance to look at that trade in more detail, but it, it's a good trade. I feel like there's no lose, there's no it's I don't have an opinion. I, I would probably have to look at that trade a little bit more and talk about. On the next podcast, but the, how about how about the Rick Carlisle fire? How about the Rick Carlisle 
Rick Carlisle joining Indiana and parting ways with the Mavs? I mean, after all these years, I feel like Rick Carlisle, um, honestly, again, I, I don't I don't think coaching with the pro- was the problem in Mavericks. Uh, that's, sorry, that's at, what I uh, thought too. Dallas, yeah. yeah, that's what I thought too. Uh, I feel like, honestly, Dallas is just not surrounding Luka with quality players. They try to do that with Kristaps Porzingis, but like he doesn't yeah, really Porzingis do much. Is, yeah. Yeah. Like, have you saw the have you seen the memes on the yeah you know, already internet? You Kristaps Porzingis. He's only <laughs> he's the Joe tall Harris, guy. He's Joe the tall Harris, guy Ben Simmons, yeah. Yeah. Andre Drummond, and Kyle Kuzma. Yeah, yeah, Kyle Kuzma, Ben Simmons, freaking Joe Harris, Kristaps Porzingis. Yo, starting and Rudy, starting and Rudy five Go, for the and Rudy Gobert. <laughs> Starting five for the Shanghai Sharks 2022. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, dude, that was that's the thing though. Um, yeah, I feel like coaching isn't a problem in uh, in Dallas. Wait, did they hire like, a new coach? Oh, uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. I, the, I mean, net, I the, the Celtics hired a new coach, it was like this Nets old assistant. Uh, they Mavericks. Had, Jason Kidd, huh? They hired Jason Kidd? I mean, it's giving me Jason Kidd as Maverick's new head coach. Really? Wait, where, when, when was that? I have no idea. I didn't see this either. I feel like they haven't hired like a real head coach. Like, Maybe they're Rick like Carlo, in the discussion of that. I don't know. Like when Rick Carlisle was fired, I think they just put the next... Because Jason Kidd was an assistant coach with, uh, with Dallas before, right? Was he? Yeah, I, I don't know. Wait, let me search it up. I have my phone right next to me. Just search up Mavericks head coach. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, Jason Kidd, 2021 to present. Mavericks signed Jason Kidd as new head coach. Yeah, yeah, June 28, 2021. I did not see that either. I didn't see that either. (laughs) Yeah, I'm actually surprised. Maybe because so much has been happening, like we just that was just kind of slept under the rug. Yeah, this I feel like all of these like movements and stuff, it just all slid under the radar, like you said, because the playoffs are is so insane this year. It was, yeah. This was the I said this is the greatest final since 2016, like to watch at least for me. But you for you, you probably say like oh 2019 was better, but like you're a Raptors fan, so like you had that vibe. But like as a as not a Raptors fan, I'm probably just like yeah yeah it was just a, any other finals, because the Raptors had the advantage of a three one lead right, and then they just closed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but game four and game five like those were the best game, those were the best games in the series for sure. Game four, game five, yeah, in yeah. The, this yeah. That's I'll still say the Nets Bucks game seven was the best game in the playoffs. Yeah, it was. I mean, yeah. KD, KD had to. KD, it was just a full on KD. Like if his uh, shoe, if his shoe was not on the, if his shoe was just like, like one inch shorter. <laughs> imagine, imagine KD was like KD actually hit that shot in overtime and sent it to two OT. Hmm, that'd be the shot in the end where he tried to tie the game. Was it that yeah. that one you're talking about? Yeah, mm-hmm. but you can just tell like he was just gassed from all the stuff he can do. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, he played like 45 minutes that game. Yeah, I think he, I think he played the entire game, actually. I'm not sure. Oh, really? Uh, I'm not sure. Dude. Okay, but you said DeRozan will go to the Heat, right? And Yeah, I know. Maybe, just... maybe. And why is that? I don't know. I feel like DeMar DeRozan is at that age where he 
probably want to win the chip, honestly. Because I feel like he, he he obviously doesn't really fit in San Antonio. So yeah, he's just not on their timeline. Like they're not trying to. And so, like, who would benefit from a veteran shooting guard who? Hmm. Honestly, tr- imagine Toronto gets the Rosen back. I was actually going to ask you. I was actually going to ask you that. That would be so. That would be interesting. Because I have a like, feeling. Would you? But like, what would you do with him? Are you just gonna? Is he just gonna help the? Is he? Is he just gonna mentor the young? The young people. And also, like, if, like let's say. Like let's say you do draft like Jalen Suggs or like Jonathan Kaminga or someone. I'm not saying he's gonna be like that, but like, do you think he'll mentor those guys? Yeah, of course. And also, like when DeRozan actually comes, DeRozan is a number one choice player. You just know that. And if you put uh, someone like, what, like, you think he's like a number one option on the championship team? Not a, not on the championship team. That's what I was just gonna say. Like, if we do get DeRozan back, Toronto's not gonna win a championship. We're gonna go deep into the playoffs, of course. But I have a feeling Toronto. I'm not deep. I would not say deep. I would say I would say maybe maybe the conference finals. If Nick Nurse pulls that, if Nick Nurse pulls that shit, like he's gonna be the go coach. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> really? If he, he's no, okay, no, no. I mean, like today's best coach or something. Yeah, I was just gonna say. Man, like, <laughs> I don't think anybody in the history is ever beating uh, what's called Phil Jackson or Greg Popovich. Either one of those guys. Pop isn't yeah. But that's the thing, though. If you. Um, DeRozan is a comfortable number one option player, first option player. Yeah, because he he did that with Toronto before. Yeah, yeah. So that's the thing with Siakam, right? So if if we get someone that Siakam can play behind, uh, Toronto is going to be a very good team. It's just how it is. I was because I was actually going to say, like, do you think DeRozan was the problem, and that's why like you couldn't win a championship with him? I uh, I think yeah, because DeRozan. DeRozan was kind of like DeRozan never really showed up too much. Like he, he would be a mediocre star, quote unquote, but he wouldn't be like you know like the like Giannis for example, right? I don't think he was the problem. What was the, what was the problem? I don't think he was the problem. It's just that I'm not gonna fault DeRozan for being as good as Kawhi for not being as good as Kawhi Leonard. Like mm-hmm. I just think I Toronto like DeRozan, is, DeRozan is just not good enough. That's that's literally what the problem was. It's not his fault. He's just not good enough. Yeah, he's just he's just not Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, like he did also, he did have his playoff hiccups. Yeah, but like I just think that's exactly just who he was. And also, he couldn't really shoot the three that well in Toronto. Yeah, he so didn't. Was... He got better as a but this year he's probably one of the most underrated playmakers, mm-hmm. or not just underrated players. I mean, not playmakers because he he got better at his playmaking ability. Yeah. I mean, now that DeRozan hates uh whatever his name is, uh Masai, I highly doubt. I highly doubt I, he's gonna. I don't. I don't yeah. think he hates Masai. Did he say he hates Masai? He probably he probably does. Honestly, I he think he could, like I think he could. I think he media. could go back to Toronto, but I think it's just more of a farewell tour than an actual. Like he wants to win a championship. He definitely does want to win the championship. Do you think Toronto's gonna even have a chance in the next like maybe five seasons? Unless you trade for like a superstar, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if if Kawhi Leonard, like uh, no, not Kawhi Leonard. What am I gonna say? If like whoever the next superstar, disgruntled superstar is, maybe. Like, do you think you really like when James Harden was in the trade rumors, right? Raptors mm-hmm. were one of the teams interested in him. Do you think they should have done that? No, definitely not. 
Toronto wasn't Toronto at that point. I feel like they they weren't really missing. We get, we had we had like a really good guard rotation. Toronto was losing because of the center position. That's really it. Like Toronto was playing too much small ball throughout the twenty. But then at the same season. time, like you couldn't really you didn't really have a guy like James Harden who can drop a consistent, efficient, like twenty five plus. And also another thing, Toronto is a very defensive team. Nick Nurse, like Toronto throughout the, this time, like ever since Nick Nurse became head coach, Toronto has been very defense oriented. Uh, James Harden's not a defender, as everybody said. Like, even if he tries on defense, he's not that good of a defender. So, he's 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 good. Like, he's good a post defender. No, I don't really. I don't. I'm not really too convinced on that because Toronto Toronto is like a good defense. If you look at what they're picking, I do th- no. But if you do surround James Harden with great defensive pieces, I think that would be a really solid team. Like who? You, OG. No, no. You just surround him with great defensive talent on the on your team. Like oh, hmm. yeah, I think that would just be pretty a, a pretty good team, and you can probably you probably could have made a, f- a far playoff run with that. Because I've, I've, I've always said this, I've always said this, I've always said this. If you, okay, some scammer phone is like right behind me saying these message, so I kind of lost my t- track. But I said if if you have a great defensive team and you have a couple of great offensive players, that's mm-hmm. not a bad team. Yeah. That team can it's, make a champion. That team can make a championship run. It's not a bad team, but I feel like it's not. It's like not think, that's how that's how the Mavericks did with Dirk. They built they they built him a great defensive team, and then, but yeah, like I do I do think you really if you really want to stay in contention, that was like your mm-hmm. only option. If you really uh, want to trade with him, but like if you Toronto. if you if you wanted to rebuild and like that was your goal this entire season, then yeah, it was not great to trade for him. I feel like Toronto's just in full rebuild now with the number four. And I feel like Toronto should just blow up the roster. Siakam included. They paid Siakam way too much. That's just like at the time, the contract seemed logical, right? Because he you deserved attention. Yeah. Yeah. He deserved a contract, but now he's kind of coming back to buy the So I, I feel like, I feel like Siakam, it's not that he's bad. Siakam is a very good player, right? I just have I, a feeling. I think he, Siakam is just better as a championship number two and three. That's just my mm-hmm. opinion. That's literally what he is, right? So I have a few because you see how he played when he's when he's the number one option on Toronto. So mm-hmm. uh depends honestly. That's why I feel like it's it would be so good for Siakam, the Warriors, and the Raptors if that trade went through. I would yeah. love to take Andrew. I would love to take Andrew Wiggins and a really young James Wiseman and the seventh pick for Siakam. Like that's that's a really good that's a good pick on both sides. That's sorry, that's a good trade on both sides. So yeah, I was actually gonna. Uh, I'm gonna ask you this kind of like a side tangent thing, but okay, let me check it out. Uh, so who would you consider a superstar in this league? What's your definition of a superstar? Because I was thinking, like, what actually is one superstar in this league? Well, they're obviously they have to be you know, what's great your players. What's your definition of it, though? What do you mean the definition of what's your definition of a superstar in this league? That's what I'm gonna say. Oh. A player who can be consistently good, consistently okay. like consistently drop really, really consistently. Obviously, like not like obviously a per, a player who can consistently you know uh, play with his team and help out his team at the same. I don't know really how to, I don't know how to describe it honestly. Okay, fine, but like, like who would you who would you call a superstar in this league? Uh, KD, Giannis, LeBron. 
Uh, Curry, obviously. Luca, obviously, probably. Um, just name a few more. Would Tatum really count? Tatum, kind of. If you right. want to count Tatum in yours, then that's completely fine. <laughs> but just uh, okay. But this is my definition of a superstar is just kind of simple. A championship number one. Really? You know, they don't they don't necessarily have to prove it. It's just that this is kind of strict, yeah. But like they don't necessarily have to prove it, but like you can just watch them say, like, yeah, they could be a championship number one. That's what I was actually thinking about because I feel like in order for someone to be a superstar, they don't really have to be on a championship team. Yeah. Like if you look at if you look at players like you know, Devin Booker with the Suns before this year. He, you you can't you can't not say he's not a superstar, right? No, uh, no, but he wasn't a super. He's not a superstar to me. He's not a superstar. I don't think I, he can be a championship number one. That's just my Devin opinion. Booker. I don't think he can be a championship number one. No, like ever, Devin Booker. No, ever. Yeah, I don't think he can be a championship number one. I don't know, man. I I feel like he he can, to be honest. So okay, so for me, the superstars are. Well, let me get my list out because I forget a lot of names at some point. Like I know that happens to you too. Okay. Okay. Uh. Okay. Yeah. So like, yeah. Of course, you said KD, Stephen Curry, Giannis Antetokounmpo, LeBron James. I, don't, I can't believe you left off Giannis, but like, I, <laughs> you I probably didn't say. I did say. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So Kevin Durant, Stephen Curry, LeBron James, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Kawhi Leonard, James Harden, Luka Doncic, Nicole Jokic, Anthony Davis. That's probably it. All the superstars? The superstars, just superstars. Yeah. This is I think these guys can be a championship number one. Joel Embiid, Damian Lillard, like Jimmy Butler, Jason Tatum. I think those guys are like borderline superstar. Mm-hmm. I think they could be, but I think I just have to see more of them. Because Joel Embiid has mm-hmm. huh? Joel Embiid That's has injury thing. issues. Joel Embiid has a lot of injury issues. Jason Tatum, I'm kind of like uh, he's he's younger, right? So like he could be one in the future. So like I'm not really fighting him off yet. Jimmy Butler, you he you kind of he kind of showed that this year how he cannot be a championship number one. Mm-hmm. Damian Lillard, it's hard to say a guard can be a championship number one, especially like Damian Lillard, who's like six three. I know Curry did that, but that's the thing. Curry is kind of the exception to all of this. Curry is Curry. Curry's in his own level. I feel like like Curry. Curry's probably the best. I, I'm going to honestly say, outside of like Magic Johnson, Curry's the best guard of all time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Remember, I remember we, we were talking about this in the chat. Like one of our one, one person said Curry was like the fourth best point guard of all time. And I was like, I was just like, this that's a crime right there. <laughs> that's a crime right there. Like there's kind of no wrong, way man. you said like, that's a crime right there. I honestly would have would argue that if Curry, you know, continues because he's in his 30s now and still playing like mm-hmm. he's, he's in his prime. So he's gonna keep like what they say, shooters. Same with shooter. Kevin Durant. And he came back from an Achilles tear. Yeah, exactly. Dude, like when, when you see other players come back from the Achilles tear, they're like different, you know. You look mm-hmm. at someone like Kobe, right? That's the mm-hmm. thing. Wait, was yeah, Kobe but... ACL or Achilles? It was Achilles. It was Achilles, yeah. It was okay. Achilles. That was like in 2013. Yeah. So that's the thing though. Um sorry, I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, but so those are the superstars I think that uh, those are uh, those I think can be championship number ones. It's just you you can you can put a bad team around them, they'll be good. And then like you can put a good team around them, they'll the ceiling is championship. The ceiling is championship. The reason why I don't think like Devin Booker can be a championship number one is just that like his 
I don't think his bag is deep enough and I don't think he really does everything at a high level consistently like yeah he did draw back to back back 40 point games but like you, game three and game six he wasn't that great right and I do think and I, I said this a lot of times I don't really think the Suns were in the finals because of Devin Booker and Chris Paul I just do think it was just because of how great the coaching of Monty Williams was it was it was more of like a, an 0-4 Pistons type of team right Yep. It was more of an 0-4 Pistons type team, just a really great coach that has a bunch of solid players, and then he just knows how to gel with them. He knows how to make them play together, mm-hmm. and then that, and then oh, yeah, sure. of course that te- that team, that team didn't win a championship, like, but it it wasn't like, like all the players I listed, that you can put a, not a terrible team, but you can just put a solid like defensive team or something. Or like you just you can just put them as like their only as like the only star in the team. And they mm-hmm. can they can take that team to the next level in general. Yeah. Like LeBron did the same thing with the 2018 Cavs. Like he made them to the finals. James, James Harden, Luka Doncic, and like Nicole Jokic, they haven't proven that they can win a championship at the highest level yet. They can definitely they can definitely the, but they can do it. But they can do mm-hmm. it. They can do it. It, like it, it, they, it can be their superstardom to take them to the next, to take their yeah. team to the next level. Yeah, obviously, yeah, all of these guys you're talking about, like you know, Luka Doncic, Nikola Jokic, they're all you know just missing one piece on their team to win the championship. That's literally it. It's kind of like the Drew That's Holiday what I of. always think. That's what I always thought with the James Harden, the Houston Rockets. I do think they were just one piece away. Our I do trip? think they could have won. I do think they could have won in 2018 when Chris Paul got hurt. Yeah, if Chris Paul didn't get hurt, I honestly I had a feeling that Houston might have actually beat the Warriors. Yeah, that's what I thought too. But like that's exactly the point. But even after that, when that happened, and then like you had you had then the next year, Trevor Rizzo was gone, PJ Tucker wasn't really that great, and Chris Paul wasn't playing well. And the next year when they traded for Russell Westbrook, yeah, we all know Russell Westbrook's playoff struggles. Yeah. So I feel like Russell Westbrook is kind of overrated. Just, I do think like it's just that the fact that like he was an MVP candidate or he was an MVP just not too long ago, and then like he, and then now like he's considered like the worst superstar of all time, which I think he is, but that's just what it is. Even like you know, he, what? He, I I feel like his career isn't really going to go anywhere. I I'm just going to say think. I, I don't think he can win a ring unless if it's like he's chasing rings like when he's old. Yeah. Man. Anyway, did you see you know, the Lakers rumors with the acquiring Russell Westbrook? Why would the Lakers use Westbrook? I don't feel like Russell Westbrook would fit on the Lakers. Mm-hmm. I think he can only fit them just on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if he's just leading that bench unit. But imagine like benching Russell Westbrook. That's pretty. But like, then he's, like. He's, he's, He's but not then, a good like, player, but he's definitely not a bench player either. But like, uh, but that's the thing. Like, if Le- if there's anyone that can probably tell him to go off the bench, it'll probably be LeBron. Because LeBron, because Le- like, if if LeBron's on your team, you just know LeBron's better than you, so you're just gonna listen to him. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like honestly, I think that's the reason why he didn't really do too well in Houston, right? Because like him, did him and Harden really play well? I mean, he. Obviously, coming out of the Thunder and coming to Houston, um, Scott Russell Westbrook was a changed person, right? He wasn't as you know selfish, but I, I just don't know about Russell Westbrook. He's kind of a wild card for me. I don't, I don't know mm-hmm. where his career is going to go later. Do you think? Do you think the Nets can win a championship? 
with that core. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I Definitely. think I think they'll win next year if it, the only thing stopping them is health. I've said this so many times, and you probably agree with me. Their the biggest opponent is themselves. Them, that's what you're saying, right? Uh, huh? The biggest their biggest opponent is themselves. That's literally basically it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So because like, you're how are you going to outscore that big three four times out of seven tries? Like, mm-hmm. I just don't see that happening. And also, a lot of people are blaming on this loss on uh, Steve Nash and his coaching. Do you think that's really it? Uh, well, like, what else was he really supposed to do when the only player yeah. that was playing good was Kevin Durant? Kevin KD, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Bruce Brown was pretty good, too, but, like, that's really it. Because James Harden was playing with an injury, so he wasn't as effective. Because you saw mm-hmm. that game, all he was doing was just on the three-point line and just shooting. Mm-hmm. With I a feel like the reason... Yeah, that's really... It's really tough. You know, what, then, you know what I feel like the reason for the Nets losing it, so? Joe well, Harris. Joe Harris. Joe Harris, yeah. yeah. I was if Joe Harris showed team. up, they would have beat the Bucs. If if any other player apart from Kevin Durant showed up, they would have beaten the Bucs. Like, that's just yeah. what it is. KD is just KD. I mean, that's that's just tough. It happens in happens in basketball, happens in but life. Happens you in also gotta you also I don't I I love to talk about this, but like, you also gotta appreciate James Harden for just going from a selfish style of play to like going to Brooklyn and completely re- revolutionizing his career or like his play yeah. style. Because now he's just now he's just like some facilitator that ju- that'll just shoot the ball efficiently, and then that's really his role. What about Kyrie? Do you think Kyrie is gonna really be a big piece of the three? Yeah, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. What, what do you think? I feel like Kyrie kind of is. I haven't heard too much stuff about Kyrie ever since he joined, like left Boston. Really. But what do you mean, like a key piece to the team? Because yeah, if you're a Kyrie Irving, you're gonna be a key piece to the team you're in. You're on. You're the star player. See, that's the thing, though. Uh, honestly, the Nets are just the Nets are kind of in an interesting situation. Because if they do, uh, sorry, what's like, if they do, um, just depends. Like honestly, like you said, if they if they stay healthy, and obviously throughout the season they didn't really play the top three players like the big three together a lot mm-hmm. so yeah yeah that was should. yeah they didn't really play as much as a lot of games together but the games they did play together they were they were matching they were meshing pretty well mm-hmm. kind of i think i, I, see I think them, that's I just the them, thing is sorry, oh you, you want to see them what I, I said i was gonna say i wanted to see them play more in the regular season together mm-hmm. that's just what see. i th- that's why i think like a full off season would like help mm-hmm also, the same thing with the Lakers because the Lakers were also like injury prone this year. I do think a full offseason would help them, but like Honestly, unless they don't get uh, if they if they go with this team against the Nets, like hopefully, hopefully we see a Lakers Nets finals next year, man, <laughs> or like Clippers Nets finals because I, I would like to see that. But that will be a seven game series for sure. Wait, which one, so Clippers that, or Lakers? Both. Both. Yeah, I was, this year I was gonna say like it, it was gonna be one of the LA teams and then. The Nets. The Nets. Right? I yeah. thought it was the Clippers and Nets for sure, but that didn't happen. <laughs> the Clippers. Okay. Are, I do kind of feel bad for the Clippers because I don't really know what Paul George. Well, because yeah, it wasn't it wasn't really their fault this time that they that they got out. It was like Kawhi's injury kind of like put them in this place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's that is what it is. Let's. I guess we'll just look at the uh, the free the free agency and the, the free throw. <laughs> Sorry, the, the free, free throw, agency. The free, throw. <laughs> the free agency and the uh, the rest of off season to see what really happens. 
Kawhi, yeah, so we we both think Kawhi will stay with the Clippers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we both yep. think Kawhi will stay with the Clippers. You think DeRozan will go to the Heat? I kind of have Maybe. an underrated take. I don't think it's going to happen, but like, I just think this might happen, and that's DeRozan to the Celtics. Why? Because he wouldn't really have to be the first option or second option. True. He would now have to I be the third it. option. Yeah. No, he, he would actually, actually fit that team well because he could. Yeah, he, that, could, that would he could facilitate if he wants to. Mm-hmm. Now that yeah, now that I think about it, that's actually a really nice fit for Demar Rosen. Honestly, a veteran, mm-hmm. a veteran shooting guard on a team of you know a win now team, basically. Basically, the team that wants to win now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about how about um the how about Kyle Lowry? I want Kyle Lowry to go to Philly and get Ben Simmons, but. Oh, you want a sign feel- trade like that? Yeah. I don't think that's oh, gonna happen. I don't think the Philly would want to trade Kyle Lowry for Ben Simmons, but maybe, maybe they do it because they did say they want an All Star in return. But mm-hmm. they want an All Star in return. Really- they also, they also need a veteran playmaking guard, a floor general, which is literally what Kyle Lowry is, right? Mm-hmm, and Ben yeah. Simmons, they, they, I, I don't know what Philly is gonna do with Ben Simmons. To be honest with you, yeah, same. That's what I, that's what I'm saying. Like I. I because they they rejected the Pacers offer, which was Malcolm Brogdon in the first. That's that's okay, I guess. I don't know what the reason why I think the reason why they just rejected him because they they can use Ben Simmons in so many trade assets that like mm-hmm. in so many trade packages that like they're probably just using him as like an arsenal. So they're like, okay, let's try him on this, try him on that. Mm-hmm. But, but okay, so I, you think Kyle Lowry will go to Philly? You, if you want him to go to Philly, I, I hope. I really hope. I really do. Oh, because you want Ben Simmons on your team. I want. I want Ben yeah, Simmons. Yeah. That's the thing. Like people are saying, Yo, Ben Simmons is bad. He's going to go to the Shanghai. The Raptors. Sharks, yeah. The, the Raptors. I've, I've I talked to them. the. I've talked to like some Raptors, and they're like, Yeah, Ben Simmons is ass. Like, yeah, he is, but like, uh, like mm-hmm. I think he would fit pretty well with your team. <laughs> he would fit really well with Toronto. Where, where but where would you put him? Like the point guard or center? Uh, probably a forward, honestly. Yeah. Oh, forward? like I, I would, I would play him besides. I would probably play him beside, like, I don't know, Siakam. Not Siakam. Uh, what's his name? Gary Trent. Gary Trent. Oh, so, oh, so he's a point guard. Not really. No, Gary oh, Trent small plays forward. small forward. Yeah. Oh, so, so he's a, a feeling, small forward. Yeah. So I have a feeling he, him, and Gary Trent are going to play together really well next season. But like, how about Siakam? What, what would Siakam be with that then? Siakam has proved time and time that he can play the center position, right? Or Toronto can just depends on depends on what we do. Like we could move Gary Trent to the shooting. Mm, here, here's here's a, yeah, here's what it is. I think you can have like Fred Van Vliet at the point guard, Gary Trent shooting guard, uh, Ben. I mean not Ben Sims, OG at the three, Ben Sims at the four, and Siakam at the five. Or depends if we. I feel like if we re-sign Ken Birch, I feel like Ken Birch should be able to start. How about yeah? But let's say you do do that. Let's say you trade for Ben Simmons, right? And then you get that you get that Warriors package. What would like what what would the starting lineup be then? Because uh, will you have James Wiseman at the center? If we get the trade, right? Uh, yeah. So James, what we would probably I mean James Wiseman is a young player. I feel like Toronto wouldn't start him right away. Just like how Toronto did um, did Malachi Flynn, right? I feel like Toronto wouldn't start him right away. They they should probably they would probably look at him and develop him a little bit more before actually starting James Wiseman. But 
Uh, if that's the case, Siakam's gone. Um, I would actually. Well, Ben Simmons can definitely play the forward position. We know that. For yeah, sure, easily, right? easily. I would want him to play the four position, yeah. like right there. He's a stretch yeah, forward. Did you just say yeah, he's a exactly. stretch forward? How we, is he a stretch forward? He has a three point. Like once we okay, develop, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, you can probably, you can, you can probably, yeah. you can probably get the confidence in him. Yeah, yeah you can probably get the. Confidence. He, we know he has the three point shot. We just he's confident. He can shoot the three. That's that's just how it is. It's just his confidence. Yeah. yeah. And also, oh my, also what I was actually gonna say, right, was that. If Benson is in Toronto with just all these young pieces, he's gonna want to be more aggressive. He's gonna want it because he he'll know it's actually his time, and like mm-hmm. no one's stopping him. Because when when him and Joel Embiid were like there, Joel Embiid would just be in the paint, and then like when he tries to go to the paint, it would be so clogged to the point where it's just like he'll miss so many shots, yeah. and that's where his mm-hmm. confidence would just should be shaken. Ben Simmons would be a really nice fit. I would really love to see that. I would love to see Ben Simmons on the Rockets just because I I would want to trade John Wall <laughs> and Ben Simmons. Yeah. Like I just want I just want John Wall off the team because of his contract. But John Wall's contract, yeah, that's yeah, that's kind of like me with Siakam. Siakam's contract is kind of it's okay, huge. no, but Siakam's actually a lot better than John Wall, so you can probably say like, oh, yeah, but well, yeah, but if if John Wall for Ben Simmons happened, you have Ben Simmons at the four, Christian Wood at the five. That's that would be a pretty good fit because. And you guys also get Cade. I mean, sorry, no, that's the Rockets. Jalen Green. Jalen Green. Yeah. Jalen Green. Hopefully they select Jalen Green, man. That would be a good. That would be a good starting lineup. That would be a very good. KPJ at the one. K and KPJ at the Jr. one. Played point. Yeah, he he he's, he he tweets so many. He tweeted once, "I'm a point guard." <laughs> he tweeted. He said, KPJ, I feel like KPJ should not be playing on the one, but no, no, but like watch KPJ at the one, Jalen Green at the two, Jayshon Tate at the three, and then Ben Simmons at the four, and then Wood at the five. That would be pretty. That should good. be a good. That should be a good young infrastructure. That should be a good infrastructure right there. Mm-hmm. But let's say, yo, let's say that actually does happen. Let's say they trade Wall for Simmons and then. The Rockets get the first overall pick, like they trade a lot, and then it's like Cade, Cade, um, Cade, uh, Wood, and Simmons. That's actually that's insane. That would be okay. That, that would be that pretty would be good. All those guys are like what six eight, and they're all and, and like they're playing it's like fifty positions. Man, that would be insane. Honestly, I feel like if you're Philly, who would you want more, Kyle Lowry or John Wall? Kyle Lowry. Mm-hmm. If it was prime John Wall, I would have easily said prime John yeah, Wall. Yeah, prime John Wall. Yeah. John Wall's way out of his prime. He's about yeah. to retire. That's in my opinion. If I was Philly, I would not trade either of those guys for Ben Simmons. If I'm getting like a better player with Ben Simmons, then probably. I feel like Toronto may throw in the first because we, we still have the 2022 first, right? Mm-hmm. If Toronto, I feel, no, actually, I wouldn't trade that close, honestly, because Toronto's in rebuild right now. Probably want to keep the draft pick. I feel like Kyle Lowry in a first from sometime in the future would be enough to get Ben Simmons. Yeah, I I, I honestly don't know what Philly's gonna do with him because like they they're in so many trade they can put him in so many trading arsenals and just understand which one's the best one. Mm-hmm. But like that's the thing, like with Philly and the Heat, like having good front offices so they can become a lot better. I don't know if the Bucks can make the finals again. That's just my opinion. Uh, honestly, I yeah, I feel like this is honestly a one and done thing as well. 
Mm-hmm. And the, the Suns team. will probably will easily not go back to the finals, yeah. especially the Suns, the Suns not doing the same thing especially again. with how stacked the West is. Mm-hmm. The East is also really stacked now that we look at it. It, it would before it was like yo, it's just all the West, all Western Conference, like with the Warriors time and everything, right? Mm-hmm. But now everything is just it's kind of even too. <laughs> the like, reason the why the, the reason why the East is good considered good now is because the Nets are like right there, and the Nets are yeah. in the Eastern Conference. When you have the Nets, the the Heat, obviously you can't ignore what they did in the bubble. That was insane. Well, they they did get swept this year, but mm-hmm, like, but still, it's you you can't ignore the Heat. I mean, also wait, I can't lost. ignore the sweep. Uh, the sweep, like if a team gets swept, like that, I just can't. Like I don't think they're contenders or anything. Depends. Well, we're gonna obviously it's it's a big off season. This is gonna be a really good off season. Oh yeah, I forgot about one key free agent. I forgot Mike Conley. Do you think he'll resign with the Jazz? Yeah. Where else would he go? No, like, he he could really go anywhere. He his hit hit. Mike Conley was really good this year. He was an All Star too. Mike Conley was Mike really Conley's good this year. Good, yeah. He's just a good. He's, he's like a vet point guard, right? Kind of like Kyle Lowry, just fits on every mm-hmm. team essentially. But why? Why would Utah let him go? That's the thing. But but that's the thing. Like he he might he might ask for a lot of money. Why would? Uh, that's uh, yeah, good. Utah will probably can would get him, and I don't think he will leave Utah. I think he'll stay in Utah. Mm-hmm. But like that's but like he is a key free agent to just look out for. I just have a feeling Mike Conley kind of wasted too much of his prime in uh, Memphis. I feel like he could have he could have left the team a lot earlier. He was getting, but yeah, but he's getting paid. That's why. Well, I mean, he's getting paid. He was getting paid like thirty million a year, and he wasn't even like an all star. But that's the thing. That's the thing about Memphis. So Memphis pays everyone. They're not really a win now team. Like even after Jaron Jackson and uh, and John Morant, Memphis is not a very good team. Memphis is a really good team. I don't know what you're talking about. They're 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 a good team. They just they're just not good enough to win the chip. That, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Of course they're not. They're not good enough to win a chip. Of course. Oh yeah. Speaking of these uh Dame trade rumors, actually, that's what I was. That's Dame why I said the Philly ones, right? But I said, and I saw in the chat, you guys. Oh, who said? Someone said they wanted Dame, right? And they said, oh, would you trade Siakam for Dame? But. Yeah, Toronto no. should. Yeah, Toronto should not do that. Why the hell would Toronto? Unless, unless, Dame? unless, unless if it's like Dame and Siakam, but even then, like Toronto's gonna know. have to give up Siakam for Dame. That's just no, no. I I think you would have to give up either Siakam or OG because OG does OG. have great upside. OG has great upside, but I don't think I don't think Portland would do that. Why mm-hmm. would they ever do? OG? Yeah, no, no. But you know, you know, you know where I want to see Dame go. The Warriors. No, 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 man. Uh, bro, I'm I'm a Rockets fan. I don't want to see the Warriors good again. <laughs> Wait, who? who? The Pelicans. Damon Zion pick and roll. Yo, that, that'd be, be well, who they, what are you, Like a Lonzo Ball trade, maybe? No, no. They can add Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram for the uh Brandon Ingram and like a but and they have a lot of picks too. They have um what's his name? They they have the Lakers future and they have their own. I don't really. I I don't think. I don't think the Pelicans should give up uh, Brandon Ingram for what? Me, honestly, I'm gonna be Why? honest. Because they're they're not a win now. I are they really a win now team without Brandon Ingram? But are but they're getting Damian Lillard in return, and the reason why that I think they should do that is because they want to convince Zion to stay, and they want to make the playoffs at least. 
They want to make Zion's the playoffs at least. Zion is gonna stay. That's just how it is. I, really? I have a feeling Zion's, Zion's not. Like, why would Zion leave New Orleans? Where would because he go? Because they're not making the playoffs. But why? But why would he leave though? Like, what, what, how much money would he want? Like, what, because out, out of these few years, I don't think he can just ask for a lot of money. I feel like he should probably stay. What do you mean out of these two, bro? He's had he's had a good two year stretch so far. He has a good two year stretch, but I have a feeling he's nowhere near a superstar. I think he could be. He could be. He, he could be, be. Yeah, but he he's not gonna ask a lot of. He he definitely can't get a lot of. Money yeah, I'm not talking about right now, but I'm saying yeah, but like if they want to convince Zion to stay in New Orleans for his career, they would need to make the playoffs, right? And that Dame and Zion would easily make the playoffs. Make the playoffs doesn't mean win the championship, though. That, I think yeah. that's the most important thing. Instead of like focusing on the playoffs. Oh, you're, okay, no, but you're talking about in Dame's point of view. Yeah, would you want to see Dame in a championship team? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're talking about it, it, you're, so you're talking about a Dame point of view, right? So yeah, yeah of mm-hmm. course the Pelicans are on a win now team, but I'm saying those if they if the Pelicans want to convince Zion to stay in New Orleans mm-hmm. and uh. Uh, and, and make the playoffs because that's what they want to do. Because Zion, Zion, because New Orleans is a small market, and Zion probably wants to play in a bigger market. So like, mm-hmm. so and wants to make the playoffs a lot of times. So that's why if they want Zion to stay, Damian Lillard, Brandon Ingram, bunch of picks, go get that, get that Damian Zion pick and roll yeah. would just be insane. That would be that would be a pretty good team though. But I feel like Damian the Lakers would also work. Imagine I don't, that. I, don't, if, I don't think I don't think a trade I don't think a trade would be uh possible yeah but yeah possible because like what who are they gonna trade Kyle Kuzma for oh they're not gonna take Kyle Kuzma that's that's yeah. just not enough for I don't know man that's, like we're, we're just gonna look at this offseason and see what happens man but like the only soon, the only the only trade I can really see the the only trade package I, I can see that's good for Portland apart from the New Orleans one for getting Brandon Ingram is the Ben Simmons Philadelphia one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Depends. I, I really want Ben Simmons in Toronto. That's my opinion, but I don't it know. Is. Have you seen like rumors that they, that they're doing Cal Lowry in a sign and trade for Ben Simmons? I have. Yeah. Oh, really? Toronto, Toronto's interested in Ben Simmons. That's just what it is. Oh like yeah. Yeah. They are. They are. I saw that. So, but yeah, like apart I, from Ben Simmons to Portland, and then Brandon Ingram to Portland and Dame goes to either one of those teams. Those are like the best trade packages, I think, the Portland Trailblazers can get for Dame. I'm honestly going to – I I hold this Brandon Ingram. He's like 24. 24, okay. Yeah, that's, that's decent, I guess, because because I know Portland from now on, if they're looking to trade Dame, they're going to blow up the team. It's it's a full-on mm-hmm. rebuild at this point. Yeah. Well, yeah, so Brandon Ingram's 25 of 24, 25. Yeah, so he is a good in for sure. Real good build mm-hmm. right there. All right. Uh yeah, so is that is that yeah, we've season. been at it for a pretty long time. I didn't Man, I gotta get going actually really soon. So yeah, so and we also have to make another one, but that like that we can do that tomorrow or something. Okay. Okay, so all right, yeah. So uh, if you have if you're here, thanks for watching. You know, Steven got anything to say. No oh, man, it's good time talking. Good time talking. It's off season time. Congrats to the Bucks for winning the 2021 NBA championship. And this is, I'm Harsakar, and this is Steven as the guest, and this is all facts, no cap.